0: Gap and Fry's movie podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, as per usual, what are we going to be doing? <laughs> We're going to be reviewing some movies
1: today. We review the King's Speech. The starring King's. Colin Firth.
0: The King's Speech. Hopefully, this will be the movie to upset that fucked up Facebook movie. Granted, I haven't seen the Facebook movie, but you know what? The King's Speech. I'm Garin. I'm sure it's a better movie than that fucked up Facebook movie. You should see the Facebook movie. I don't okay. want to see the Facebook movie. I Did hate I Facebook. It? Yeah, no, no, you didn't. No, it's a good movie. No, I'm people. sure it's a good movie. You know, but I, I, I don't want to see it. I don't see it. I hate Facebook. I hate Facebook. I hate and, I'm, I'm st- and I hate David Fincher for the, for, the, for the sheer
1: fact that he's making a Facebook movie. It could be about a cheese making factory. It's still a good drama. Is it? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah? You like Dram- it that much? I like, you like it that much. Good, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, all right. I hate you when you're like this.
0: Okay. So, yeah, we're going to be reviewing the King's speech, but before that, we'll be hitting you up with a whole
1: bunch of movie news. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, we're also joined by a very special guest. A very special guest, Mr. Hashem. Mr. Paul Hashem. Welcome to the Hi. podcast. Welcome. If that's your only contribution, I'm going to kick the shit out of you later. <laughs> it'll it'll can't it it'll come <laughs> later, right? it uh,
0: come But last week, we talked a little bit about the... Uh, oh, the we'll
1: also review Summer Wars, an anime by the guy who made it, t- The Girl Who Left Through Time.
0: Yeah, that actually looks really good.
1: Yeah, just pat it out. Is it really good? Yeah, it's really good. You're really good? Okay.
0: So stay tuned. Um, last week, we uh, talked a little bit about uh, the uh, the teaser trailers that were going to be shown on the Super Bowl Sunday, but, mm-hmm. at, but because at the time, you know, due to things that were beyond our control. The the being sixteen hours behind, yeah, yeah, the trailers weren't actually out (laughs) yet, so we couldn't really talk about them a whole lot. Uh, Since then, uh, Ian, thank you very much. uh, The trailers are now up on the website for you to enjoy. Probably by now, you've already seen them. Hopefully, but we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the Super Bowl Sunday trailers, just a little bit before we move on to a bunch of things. And uh, I mean, I think probably the biggest thing was um, this was the debut of uh, some actual footage of Captain America. Yeah. And it delivered. And it delivered. It looks fucking awesome.
1: If you want to see these, I put all these trailers in the front page. So it's a Super Bowl Sunday is the post. And that has all the trailers. It looks like it just won, but actually if you click through, we've got all the trailers there. So you can have a look through those. But yeah, this looked really good. Yeah, there were a whole
0: bunch of trailers. There was Captain America, there was Thor, which was essentially the Comic-Con trailer with a little bit of extra
1: footage. It looks like a Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about seeing Thor smile. I think, you know what I mean? think we're, like we're getting to the Thor fatigue level. <laughs> A little bit, because there hasn't been a whole lot of footage of Thor yes. aside from the Comic Con footage, yeah. and uh, the Comic Con footage was cool and everything. But I think we need to see just a little bit more to really sort of get us going for it. And, I don't uh, think I uh, want to see any
1: more. I want to see just no, the no. I don't see any
0: more. I don't want to see any more either. I mean, before we get to the Captain America teaser, I mean, the the, the Thor teaser did have. A little bit of extra footage, and it
1: does look cool. It did have Thor hitting the ground with his hammer and throwing up a huge wave of dirt. I know, but that was also in the Comic Con footage. Still look cool killer.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's awesome. I know, it's awesome. I mean, I, I hope they don't
1: fuck this movie Hang up. On, you I mean, weren't at Comic. You weren't at that panel in Comic Con. He didn't do the hammer thing at the Comic Con. But I did
0: see the Comic Con trailer. But I don't think that bit was in. You know, it.
1: there's this thing. It's called the internet. You no, can, but that, you can but that check bit wasn't. Out, that
0: you know? bit wasn't in it. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Well, so. it was in the uh, the first trailer. Okay. It was in the first trailer. So that's that, not that, that's that's nothing new. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. Okay. but um, I mean the big deal for the uh, Super Bowl trailers was indeed Captain America
1: yeah and this looks pretty good the the, 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 the Chris Evans Chris Evans weedy body yeah yeah it looks
0: pretty fucking badass it It looks pretty badass his head on
1: his little weedy body before he becomes Captain America and it looks so good and it has not like running, going through the trenches going through like you know uh, full metal jacket training shit and it's this is the weedy tiny Yeah, it's just
0: a really weedy little fuck and then he goes and he takes a super serum and he becomes this huge fucking Hulk. Yeah. And it was really fun. I was talking to Chi about this the other day at Chi uh, Some of you may remember him from the uh, Banana Chink Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, we still get spam on that podcast.
1: We? we do? <laughs> we get spam on every podcast, but we get more. We seem to get more on that one. The Banana Chink Edition. Yeah. It's like, oh, this post was very interesting for the subject I'm interested in. Have you thought about cross-referencing on my site on insurance? No, because uh, one of the things that uh,
0: the director of Captain America, Joe Johnston, also the uh, director of Rocketeer and uh, October Sky and the recent Wolfman, is that he was saying that um, Chris Evans' Weed Little Body is all going to be CGI. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, for those of you who are interested in the film, for all of the... um, uh, for all the um, ladies. Yeah, for all the ladies. He's and, fucking ripped. And a couple of men. Yeah, this boy got into amazing shape to yep. play Captain America. And, you know, I mean, you can't say I blame him. I mean, the two it, Marvel I mean, if, there's, if there's any character you got to get ripped for, I would imagine it's Captain America.
1: The two Marvel Chrises, Evans and Helmsworth, are obviously trying to outpeck each other. <laughs> <laughs> because the two of them, I mean, my... God, they've run out of t-shirts. I know, There's it's like it's ridiculous. Their-
0: it's ridiculous. Just looking at the pictures from the uh, the panel at Comic Con, it's like his fucking check shirt was barely holding on. I mean, yeah. it was in it was in, it was constantly in danger of just being torn to shreds. It was this noise was of so like
1: material just about to burst through the whole panel.
0: But uh, that, yeah, so so because he got ripped for it, then skinny little weedy Chris Evans is clearly a special effect. Yeah. And one thing that I thought was pretty interesting is that uh, I was talking to Chi the other day, and he saw the, he saw the trailer, and he's like. So like uh is 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 the is the super buff Chris Evans CG as well? Nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was, didn't use any of I it. was like no, he actually got that big. <laughs> yeah, and we see him in the you see him in his actual full Captain America gear using the shield. Yep. It the looks Howling awesome. Commandos, right? Yeah, with the Howling Commandos. That's a it nice does, shot. It it, 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 does it, it looks look very pre- it does look pretty fucking awesome. It looks very band of brothers just him walking. I mean, it is a guy with the giant shield, dressed in blue with a mask on. But the guys around him all look pure World War II Yeah. yeah even the yeah. even the faces. You know, when you watch any of those stuff, they always are any of those photos of that time. People's faces were different back then. Yeah. And the, they managed to get actors that look like that. And it's like yeah. that looks awesome. Yeah. Even the chick is like Hayley
0: Atwell, who yeah. plays the female lead. Even she looks like a really classic sort of. 1940s yeah, 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 yeah. very nice very nice very good casting and a lovely
1: shot with her as well where she he's like he shows her the shield before it's painted yeah and, before it's painted on and she just he says she what just, do you think and, and she, she just, just unloads it. a clip on it it's like i think it works yeah and uh, we but got the, the best it. line though is when he goes into the machine and comes out as captain america and it's like how do you feel and he goes taller you like that line i like that you line. Like no, i like that i
0: was i was a little on the fence about that line yeah? because it reminded me a little too much of speed
1: before. You know, like that,
0: that, that bit where Keanu Reeves and like uh, Dennis Hopper, they're like fighting. It's like, I'm smarter than you, Jack. I'm smarter than you. It's like, yeah, but I'm taller. You know, it just kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And it just, like, just kind of fell a little flat for me, that line. Okay. Uh, I mean, and, like it looked like, you know, you know what that line reminded me of? It reminded me of like when they started to uh, do the trailer for uh, Batman and Robin. You mm-hmm. know, like before we realized how shit the film is actually going to be when yeah. they just had the teasers for it. You know, and and it's that line that George Clooney says. Uh, it's like you know, this is why Superman always works alone. Yes, yeah. You know, it kind of like it, it kind of had a well similar, that. just sort of ring to it. You know, like I should I should have I should have seen it then. Oh. You know, but um, no, and also we get our first proper look at uh, Hugo Weaving as the, the red, red Skull, skull. Peeling, his,
1: peeling his mask off. Yeah, to show yeah, the red skull and it me. looks it looks
0: pretty badass. That
1: looked cool. That looked very. It bad. looks pretty badass. And I like, I I mean, I like I, Tucci's uh, voiceover as well. It's like remember whatever happens. Just remember to be a good man. Yeah. yeah. Just don't, just, let, don't just let it change you. It exactly. changes you as a person. So. Exactly. I mean, and this is
0: one of the things that we've uh, talked about quite a bit with, when it comes to the Marvel films. Is that finally Marvel films are being done by Marvel people. And, people get it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think when you look at the uh, when you look at the trailer for Captain America, you get a real sense of that. Is that this? You know, this is a uh, because when you think about it's lovingly it, lovingly made. It's lovingly made. But when you think about it, this is probably one of the biggest gambles yeah. since since uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. I mean, really. Uh, because,
1: you know, you're asking... This and Thor are both gambling. Yeah, because, this and know, Thor- it's not there, Spider-Man. There's, yeah, there's it's so not f- Iron Man. It's exactly, exactly. Iron Man's a guy with a metal suit who drinks a lot in parties. Brilliant. Understandable. This is like a guy in the 40s, so you're automatically asking audiences to buy into a period film.
0: Exactly. And also with Thor, is that uh, Thor, the character himself... <laughs> yeah, The character himself is more popular than the actual comic. Yes. I mean, Thor has never been a huge, huge seller. Yeah. But uh, he's... Somehow managed to ingrain himself into uh, popular culture in a similar way that the Silver Surfer did, because the Silver Surfer was also not okay, yeah. was also awesome a- concept, kind yeah, of awesome stuff. concept, but it was never a top seller. Norin Lad, Nor in Rad. <laughs> <Nor> in rad. <laughs> rad is it, no. Yeah, he's, he's a, a, he's, he's, a, a surfer. Surfer. Lad. he's a surfer. I'm getting a <coughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> No, but uh, this does look very good. I mean, it looks like um, it looks like that. So far, the gamble is paying off, but it, it is a huge gamble because if Captain America and Thor doesn't work, then the Avengers is pretty much fucked. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, oh, it'll basically be it'll be Iron Man three with some bit players. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and also like it'll also be interesting to see what Joss Whedon does with it. But uh, no, there were. Going back to the uh, the teaser trailers for the Super Bowl, we had Captain America. We had a new trailer for Thor, which Shows was a little bit more than that. Just a there. little, yeah, just a little bit more. It didn't show like a whole a whole lot more. I mean, if you if you had seen the first trailer, uh, that's pretty much the spot that we saw, with the exception of maybe like
1: 15 percent more of extra footage. Yeah, and the thing that you have to the, the Super Bowl is what they're the most crazily exp- expensive ads in the world. So all of these trailers are like thirty seconds long. Yeah, 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 uh, including title. <laughs> so you don't get an awful lot of time. Um, there's a new one for Battle LA but that really just didn't show that much new apart from I think the the, the trailers they've had for Battle, LA, Battle Los Angeles already kind of do more than yeah. what this was
0: no I mean to, actually Battle Los Angeles is one of those movies that I really don't really have any interest in seeing anything more I yeah. just want to see the film because all of the trailers all of them do not show any dialogue yeah you know and you've
1: mentioned this before yeah
0: yeah you know and and I remember reading I think it was on any cool there was a there was a test screening and um, The guy who wrote in saying, basically saying that the dollar is shit. Really?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, it's mostly mostly people just shouting at each other anyway. Pretty much. (laughs) We also got a new trailer for Cowboys and Ange who did show a hell of a lot more. Did you see this? Yes, I did. did. It showed the, uh, the stunt that we're talking about around the world where Daniel Craig jumps off a horse onto a UFO. (laughs) <laughs> As you do. As you, know. you do. This is still this is looking more and more badass. I I mean John Favreau has I you know, I read rate him after Iron Man 1 and 2. I reckon yeah this seems like a perfect popcorn movie. Cowboys and Aliens, how do you go wrong? What I like about it is that it's not skimping away from the Western. Is
0: that they're actually really embracing that. If I mean if you were to take away the aliens, it looks like a good a, Western a
1: proper good old fashioned Western. The bit they showed at comic Con that you missed and since then they've been talking about it, they've all just said they want to get, it's a western that aliens turn up in it's not a sci-fi movie you know it's not wiki wiki wall, wall west they're trying to avoid that fucking touch of death well, I hope so. Yeah. Now I mean, it's got Paul in it. Because that movie was shit. I mean with this cast, with the you know, Harrison Ford being grizzled and grumpy and Sam Rockwell and so uh, basically all Harrison that. Ford playing himself. Yeah. Apparently. Because as we all know, Harrison
0: Ford is a grumpy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's anyone who has any right to be happy, it's yeah. him. But no, he insists on walking around with this huge fucking scowl on his face. Yeah. You're like, dude, it's not my fault you decided to marry Alec McBeal. Yeah. You know, I mean like, you know, you should have been able
1: to tell back then she was a fucking stick insect. <laughs> <laughs> what was it the, the photographer told us from Comic-Con, remember the guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, shared, like something at him and he just glowered at, like at them. He just glowered at them and was like, oh, trying to get I fucking hate you. And he just was not having any of it.
0: Don't diss do by the way. I love
1: that girl. You do? No? She's a bit bony, though, you know? Be just slightly bony. Skin and bones works. Just
0: slightly <laughs> 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 you heard it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Skin and bones works. I didn't see the uh, trailer
1: for Super 8. No, you didn't? No, I didn't. It's very much a mood trailer. Um, Does it show like uh, any extra shit? Oh yeah, I mean the, the, the Super Eight is the movie that JJ Abrams is making with Steven, Steven, Super Steven Super Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, and so
0: far all of the teaser trailers have
1: showed you nothing. Yeah, no, the teaser trailer they showed was a train crashing. So it might have been. I think some of it might have been actually shots from The Fugitive. Um, mm. And they, <laughs> the, they, when they showed that, when they showed that, they said very clearly, this is not going to be in the movie. And I think there's one shot in the trailer from that previous trailer, which is the door. Yeah, yeah. So. This is very much a mood trailer. It doesn't give much away. It's a lot of like shots of the super eight. Super eight is the type of film. There's a lot of people that aren't going to get that. And it's yeah. kids making a super eight movie, but it does have a very ET-ish vibe. It's very hard to explain how it goes, but it's like it's a lot of mixed shots. You see bits and pieces. You see like the train crash. Kids making. They're making apparently a zombie movie, and this thing happens, and it's something on its way to Area Fifty One. The train crashes in their little sleepy little sleepy town, and uh, whatever was on the train gets out. It's amazing how much mileage Hollywood has
0: gotten from Area 51. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, nobody even knows that fucking place is actually for real, but the amount of mileage... Oh, it is for real. You, can't, yeah, you, yeah, you There yeah, is yeah. a place there. No, I mean, there, I you, mean, there, you, there is you know an actual place, shot. but whether or not it's like, you know, yeah. they've
1: had like people there like, sticking shit up their asses. But um, it doesn't, you know, uh, Abrams has said that this is kind of his um, love song to Steven Spielberg's early 80s movies. You know, the kind of E.T. close encounters. The tone of those movies has never really been reproduced no not really the kind of awe there's a reason for that it's because no one else can pull it off (laughs) so it looks like they're trying to go for that I mean E.T. is one of those movies that to this day when
0: I watch it now I'm I'm a fucking wreck yeah you know by the end by by the the, end of that movie I'm just like you know I'll be right here I'm like oh fuck don't do that
1: when he's in the fucking river when he's in the fucking river and he's all white (laughs) I can't take that (laughs) I when the kid, the curly haired kid goes by on the bike in the distance and he's down in the ditch, is like, oh E.T., don't
2: die.
1: Hey, look, it's C Tell us <laughs> But the thing that surprised me about this trailer was that it doesn't you know, they've talked about E.T., they've talked about that kind of sense of wonder. However, this this trailer shows a lot of people being dragged off into the shadows. Which is cool. So this is like E.T. which is cool. been, but he's pissed. <laughs>
0: wouldn't you be <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next trailer would just be like you got left behind and that was bad to the bone <laughs> so it, it, well again JJ J. Abrams he's, he did a thing that uh, it's the TED they call it the, the education something network or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and they do they get like scientists educators entertaining people to do these lovely speeches about stuff and JJ J. Abrams speech was all about puzzles and mystery. And that his grandfather taught him to how to do the magic at an early age, and how everything he's done since then has all been always been about like you know, surprising people and doing things like that. Like his stuff to do with Lost and stuff he's doing with Fringe, and uh, Cloverfield as well. You know, keeping it under wraps and no what the fuck it was till it came out. Yeah. This is going to be very much the same to that. So we won't know what the fuck it's actually about till it comes out. I it did pick my interest. To try I to always have to interest. remind myself that the creator of Alias and Fringe and Lost is also the creator
0: of Felicity. Under covers. <laughs> undercovers is cancelled Felicity was yeah. curly. yeah <laughs> and then after that we had a trailer for uh, Rango yeah you know this is another movie like uh, I, I, I just I'm not sure if this is the bit
1: show, we showed we looked at last week though. it one with the of the curl yeah, 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 it's, like yeah. it's a funny shirt you have a funny face you have funny eyes you have funny head we don't like strangers I mean
0: the problem I have with Rango is that like uh, it's None of, the, uh, uh, none of the new trailers have grabbed me the way that first, te- yeah. that first teaser trailer did.
1: You mean the second one? The first one was Yeah, the
0: well, the first one was the announcement. I yeah. mean, that was just fucking stupid. That? I mean, it was just like a fucking none fish going across amazing, the screen. i
1: like, shit, you two could talk. <laughs> <laughs> We've only just begun. The first trailer was like a wind-up orange fish going from the right-hand side of the screen to the left.
0: And that was it. That was it. That
1: was it. And then they had a
0: teaser trailer. And what I loved about the teaser trailer is that it actually looked like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. And every and all the trailers that have come since then sort of make it look a little bit more generic. Yeah. And I, I've, you know, it's a bit of a shame because. You don't know anything about
1: this, do you? Johnny Depp is a chameleon, but also he needs to be a chameleon version of Hunter S. Thompson. He's even wearing like a, a, a Hawaiian shirt. And no, all, I've seen. you seen this? <laughs> all right. I was just asking.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna wait till I actually see the movie. I mean, at this point, I'm not particularly interested in seeing any more extra footage about Rango. I mean, yeah. I just want to wait and see what the movie is. Yeah. Uh, then we have the teaser for uh, Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. This looks fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> in 3D! Michael Bay, fucking your eyeballs
1: in 2011. That's what 2011. he said. It was, it was, it was like, it I'm gonna just,
0: fuck your it eyeballs. Was two years ago when someone
1: asked me, you want to do Transformers in 3D? And he was like, can you, can imagine, you imagine my movies my in 3D? 3-D? <laughs> You know, yeah, have he hard he's doing it.
0: Uh, but uh, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff that you could see. It was mainly just like again a mood trailer. A whole bunch of slow. But the moves. mood was fucking a. The
1: mood was like this is gonna fuck your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> just like like the largest the largest single shot of the whole trailer was like ten sec- five seconds of just Optimus Prime ripping the shit out of people.
0: <laughs> you can't argue with that.
1: Optimus Prime on a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> The are cool.
0: Uh, no, but they also showed like a little bit of the sequence of uh, the skydiving sequence, uh, which uh, from uh, Quint from Made it Cool, he had like a set visit and
1: he was describing the footage and he said that this was the standout footage. That's what I did in like a skydive, but you can see the ground. It's like there's not enough fucking... Up. Uh, no, I mean, it, this just looks insane. It's like, you, it, where, like a Transformer, where? like they're jumping into the back of a plane and the Transformer going across the yeah, back yeah, of the yeah, door. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look to be enough clearance. And also, yeah. you're jumping into Metal Death. <laughs> Hot Metal Death is all the way to you outside those doors. No, but apparently this sequence is unbelievable. I mean, it's uh, it's uh,
0: Josh Duhamel and uh, he, he and his fucking... Tyrese Gibson? Yep, he, uh, he and his fucking marines, they like skydive and like fight aliens in the sky. Mm. Now, uh, fucking Michael Bay... Okay, I mean, could it, hey, be, could it he, be better than Point blank. You, you know, I, I, I reckon this could be. Better than
1: point <laughs> point. <laughs> I saw something I recently. kept waiting for fucking Johnny Utah to turn up <laughs> I saw something recently that pointed out all the flaws with that in that why didn't Johnny Utah just A get the pilot to like land where they landed or B take the parachute that was very clearly in the background <laughs> there is actually a parachute in the background it's like, there's like there's, there's parachutes to spare because
0: it's in the dialogue because it's, yeah, because it's in the dialogue but there's no more shoots yeah
1: but Conti obviously fucked it up yeah continuity Conti. was totally there up. were
0: a lot of Conti yeah. fuck ups in that movie
1: <laughs> Johnny Utah <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, like, okay, Revenge of the Fallen, I mean, I think we can all agree it was not a perfect movie. No. Uh, But, and Michael Bay has gone on record quite a few times saying that this film is going to make
1: up for the second one. Yeah.
0: But, you know, but, you know,
1: know, Michael Bay is. Michael Bay was like, it's fucking awesome. And he's just, he's he's petered down to, okay, maybe there was problems with the script considering he wrote it during the fucking Writer's Strike. strike. (laughs) I don't, you know. He has changed his tune over... It, it, I think you can actually graph it. But you can actually show exactly how he has gone downhill. With saying, no, it's this is a fucking perfect movie. I don't think it's racist at all. Okay, maybe there were some mistakes made. No, well, maybe it was a bit shit. Oh, yeah. the wax is going to be better. And it just it's, it's this yeah, fucking yeah. you that's going back up. So I'm, I'm touching go on this. I mean... I don't give a fuck. I am so, <laughs> I, I'm so pumped for this fucking movie. I don't give a shit.
0: Because at the end of the day, nobody shoots action like Michael Bay.
1: They've had some new toys as well. And some of them show uh, Megatron. Huh? Yeah, but he's kind of like Dr. Dooming it with a cloak and stuff. Like he's kind of not fully... Megatron's going to have a cloak? <laughs> if there's one thing that could make Megatron more badass, it's a cloak. It's a cloak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we need also shock, he's a truck I mean Shockwave to ter- transform into a gun yeah
1: <laughs> Shockwave's in this he wasn't no shocked, no was shock,
0: Shockwave is in this yeah. Yeah. although in the, uh, in the announcement trailer it looked like they were gonna have Unicron because that fucking robot they showed behind the surface of the moon it looked like Unicron yeah
1: but that was probably Omega Supreme not Omega Supreme was this the, whatever the, the, the father of all fucking Autobots or some shit like that from the comic books with some uh, oh, comic oh yeah, books. yeah right 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 but um, I think at this point is where we hit the halfway point on the quality with regards to the trailers. Yeah. Because next up we have Parts of the Caribbean on, on Strange, Strange I have no interest in this movie at all. This could be the movie that this, actually this turns look, me against Johnny Depp. I don't this think looks it,
0: like a fucking cash-in. Yeah. I mean, it's just purely a cash-in. Yeah. I mean, even with the original trilogy, they did not have a script for the last two films and they were lucky to get Always away with it. a bad it. idea. And they were lucky to get away with it for the second film but the third film is just a fucking wank. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe that they're doing this. You know, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean from the from the director of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp's gonna break out into song. And, uh, and for those Jeffrey of you who saw, it again, and for he? those of you who saw Alice in Wonderland, that's not a good idea.
1: No. Oh god, if he fucking was it? Funker Fuckins.
0: I don't think. Like all I know is, is that when he started dancing in
1: Alice in Wonderland, I wanted to shoot him. I wanted to stab <laughs> myself in the face. That was on last week. And <laughs> I'm just like what she does afterwards where she mimics him I know it was know. bearable like, Jesus but what the he fuck did are you like, doing oh. it's like Tim Burton you have taken one too many drugs that was the shark that was literally like doing it like a, a fucking high five over the shark as he jumped it mm. um, next up we had Drive Angry 3D which was a very standard trailer it didn't have anything for some strange
0: people. reason I'm really looking forward to this movie
1: what's the name of the guy from Contact the deaf the blind guy from Contact he's in this he's the, he's the 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 guy who works with the devil to try and get uh, Nick Cage back William Friedkin yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't remember his name that's no no awesome. that's the director no, sorry. Uh,
1: William mm. William uh, Fichter William Fichter yeah. yeah that's it I'm, I'm looking forward to see him in it yeah no, no, uh, he's, he's awesome yeah he is awesome he's, and he he's awesome. seems to have some awesome lines and he's like <laughs> Nick Nicolas- Cage breaks out of hell to save his granddaughter.
0: Nicolas Cage is at that point in his career where he does not give a fuck. No. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost like in
1: his contract, what kind of wig do I wear? I'll do it. This even had voiceover guy and it had like quotes from you know, it was very much a standard trailer. It was very much like, people critics are calling it the high octane adventure of a summer. That kind of bullshit, you know? I was just like,
0: fuck that. No, but it's just—I mean—what I like about this is that it looks like a really, really good B movie in three D, and that's something that we haven't had in three D is that we haven't had like a really good exploitation B movie. And uh,
1: what, about Saw 7? what? What about Saw Seven? What? What Saw Is that a good exploitation three D movie? Yeah, that was fucking oh. sick. What about Bloody Valentine Three <laughs> D.
0: Well, uh, it's funny you should mention that because Drive Anger is directed by the guy who directed Bloody Valentine. Oh really? Yep. Uh, no, but it's just—I uh, it, mean, what, what I like about it is that it looks like it looks like a grindhouse movie. Yeah, and it looks dumb as fuck. It looks really dumb. <laughs> You'll love it, <laughs> <laughs> my alley, mate. <laughs> and then after that, we have the uh, teaser trailer for *Priest*, yeah. which basically looks like three or four movies rolled into one. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's even—I look it on, like, on IMDb. Is the director what's his name? Scott Charles Stewart legion was his last film he hasn't even like at least paul bettany has done something between legion and this yeah um, he is somebody who works for a higher power who then turns on that power and defends someone against something that's this, that's legion yeah you mo- just swap out like angels for vampires and there you go
0: this movie looks like legion plot meets judge dread meets resident evil
1: meets a shit film yeah no <laughs> it could be it looks like it's going to be good on a resident evil level
0: yeah, I mean, like that. Uh, it's like uh, I don't Was know. Not very? I don't know. It's like I watch it and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I can't. I, you know, it has no real identity. It seems to be barring from like Everywhere. a whole bunch of movies that you've already seen. Yeah. You know, except for the fact that Paul Bettany has really, really, really worked out.
1: Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also forgot to I couldn't find a copy of the Limitless trailer, but I think I saw one before which looks pretty good. So that's um Bradley Cooper, Robert yeah. De Niro and Abby Cornish. Yeah. Who I have a massive crush on. Abby Cornish, who's she?
0: Abby Cornish. Who's she? She was in stop loss. <laughs> She's Australian.
1: <laughs> Thanks for that contribution there, Paul. Mm. Mm. She's what? Special. Speak up man, yeah. you're not in like. That's what we got for the trailer. So that one, I think there was a lot of other trailers as well for like, oh not trailers, they were ads. <laughs> but I think one, the, the one that you saw, I showed you last week, which was one that was yeah. the standout of the Super Bowl was the Darth Vader. Trailer. Yeah, the, the, vo- the Volkswagen commercial with the little kid pretending to be Darth. Vader. If you guys haven't is seen
0: this, turn is? off the podcast it's right now awesome. and go and check it out on YouTube. It's fucking hysterical. It's brilliant.
1: It's really well done. um Also, heard the halftime show was kind of shit.
0: Yeah, I heard that uh, Black Eyed Peas fucked it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they were auto-tuning live, which is a problem, (laughs) and people couldn't hear them, which is not a problem. And just.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, for the live performances, the Super Bowl didn't go that well. Christina Aguilera
1: forgot the lyrics to the fucking fucking national (laughs) national anthem. anthem. (laughs) Apparently, someone else years ago flopped the exact same lines at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although I haven't heard it, but apparently she did the thing that you know divas do, which is where they put in like one hundred and fifty extra notes. <laughs> and that was just like shit. Super. Bowl, who She's shit? probably trying to make up for burlesque. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it got nominated for an Emmy. Go- no, Golden
0: Globe. Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Yeah, best song. Everything gets nominated for best song. and yeah. that, That's that, that, that's like a nice way of saying we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give your movie we're gonna give your movie some attention even though it was shit. We'll yeah.
1: nominate it for best song. Yeah. Well, it was it was nominated for best movie in it um, Best comedy, comedy and musical. Comedy musical, yeah, yeah. But so is the tourist. Yeah. So I mean, that, ah, that it, was the one that stuck out. It's yeah. like it's not a comedy, it's not a musical. What's it doing here? It's shit. Yeah. Why
0: is it nominated Best for an movie? award? <laughs>
1: uh, some people couldn't afford the um, cost of showing their ads at the Super Bowl, so they just put them online this week. Uh huh. Um, first up, we have to mention the X Men First Class trailer. Yep. Which came out midweek there, and they released it on Facebook. Uh,
0: this looks very cool. This is
1: beginning to look incredibly badass. Yeah, this looks very, very
0: good. For those of you who don't know, X-Men First Class is essentially the uh, the prequel to the X-Men films. Where Which you the get, trailer spells out. It's yeah, like
1: before... He, before he was Professor X... Before Professor was, X was nicknamed Wheels. <laughs> He was Charles. Yeah. Before Magneto got into lots of black.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was Eric. He was Eric. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the, the tone that they're going for, it looks really, really cool. And um, Matthew Vaughn, the director, uh, he seems to have taken a very, very interesting sort of the beautiful thing, the thing
1: that i saw, thought about the trailer that i hadn't noticed before was that they've tied it into the cuban missile crisis yeah which, which is was like, very clever they had been tying it into the like the fact that the x-men were born in the 60s and they were originally born from the idea of the whole race relations and stuff like that and it ties into that you know all different, you know the x-men can make anyone be an outcast and um, but this is like tying into that but also their first real mission is trying to defuse the, the cuban missile crisis yeah yeah i mean it looks, easy on your yeah, first job. Yeah, yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they're flying an old-school SR-71 yeah, 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 Blackbird. Yeah, 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 that looks very nice. And Magneto rips a submarine out of the water.
0: <laughs> you can't go wrong
1: with that, I mean...
0: The only thing that bugs me about it is that I just don't understand why Mystique is there. It seems like Mystique is there purely for the... For the tie-in? The, yeah, purely for the people who saw the films.
1: Well, I mean... I think there is elements of that. I mean, they showed Beast is in his non-blue form, but it shows him becoming blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Is, is cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it does,
0: it does look very cool, actually, the look that they're going for. It's, a, it's very much a, the whole Jack Kirby era.
1: Yeah, and they are, in a, they are in a tricky place because the new X-Men movies mine so much of the comic books and stuff like that out of time. Like, they got Angel in there, like, in the third, second, sec, second, third movie? Thir, second movie. third, Second movie, third movie. Third movie. Third movie, they got Angel in there. So as a result, there was no Angel before. So they've had to take an Angel from the comics that were made in the nineties and put her in it, which is just weird. Yeah. Um from the Grant Morrison run. So that's kind of weird. And then you've got like um Nightcrawler's dad's in it, which looks yeah. kind of cool. He's yeah.
0: And Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon just looks like a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen this?
1: Nah, he's got mountain shops, he's wearing smoking jackets, he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the Hellfire Club. And there's that they have that beautiful shot of Magneto standing. They had that room where that yeah, yeah, they're yeah, interviewing yeah. um. What's her name? Emma Frost. Yeah. And they just have her, so it's room with like loads of shit on the walls, but then they show a scene of like just Magneto from the back with his helmet and the cape on. So obviously he capes up by the end of it, but it just looks badass. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. It looks
0: a lot better than the fucking stills that they were showing before then when he just looks like a fucking tourist in Penang just wearing a fucking. <laughs> a yellow jacket. <laughs> just wearing a Magneto helmet. <laughs> he's got a custom movie and he's tripping off. Looks the like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my wallet? <laughs> no, that's you. Oh yeah. I left my metal helmet at home that day. Yeah. What else you got? Yeah, some other trailers which are just quite weird. We had a Russell Brand double during the week, so for those of you listening a lot, you might remember that I absolutely fucking detest, detested the trailer that came out for a Hop. <laughs> <laughs> about, about the Easter Bunny, whose trailer was just a bunny rabbit playing, playing the drums. song too on the drums. That was it. There was no indication what the fuck the movie's about. Who was voicing the rabbit? any of that shit. Like when we saw the shit on IMDb. You can look it, up who's in it. You compared the the teaser to having chronic diarrhea. Yeah, it was, it was diarrhea was better than the teaser. Thanks <laughs> for pointing that out because now I have to climb down <laughs> off that ivory perch and say the new trailer actually shows the uh, the story, which it is it actually about, looks pretty funny. It actually, and I mean James Marsden's in it, and you know what was the last one he did was the last comedy thing he did was the um, well, uh, there was. Death at a Funeral Death a Funeral was yeah. comedy role yeah, yeah, but yeah. also he did the Enchanted it looks yeah, more yeah, like yeah. Enchanted uh, James Marsden rather than uh, Serious James, James Marsden but he's a perfect foil I think for this yeah I and think so too it clear, wasn't clear before who exactly was doing the voice but Russell Brand is doing the voice of an Easter bunny who doesn't want to become the Easter bunny yeah. and runs away to Hollywood and, and he's
0: doing it on pure wine mode and it's actually pretty funny it is yeah except for that last line yeah, uh, no, that last line last line really like- but, but I
1: mean, there is an element of fucking what the fuck going on here because he's like, there's like, there's a, Russell Brand's delivery. He can do this shit because I've listened to him on the radio before. But there's a beautiful line but like James Marathon has him in a box. He's like, eh, Greg, I'm in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, that's pure brand. That's perfect. I'm not. Like, he, you never got to see pure Russell Brand in the Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I haven't seen Get to the Greek yet, but he was reined in a little bit, I think, and he needs to improv a little bit, yeah, yeah, because he's batshit insane, and this sounds like he's doing that kind of crap. And then he tries to convince the James Marsden that he's worth keeping around, and then he shits jelly beans. Jelly beans. <laughs> that just blew the doors off my mind. I didn't know. Wh- I don't know what to make of this movie. It was the same guy who did Out the Chick Mumps. Yep. Which is, and uh, Garfield, The Tale of Two Cities. So that's a bit... Uh... It does look a lot more promising now, now that we can actually have some idea of what the movie is actually about.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm hoping... And it's guys, the guys who made Despicable Me are involved as well, so there could be a lot more... I actually quite... I really I like, like, enjoyed Despicable Me more than I thought I would. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I know I quite enjoyed it. It, it. And I enjoyed it more for the aside rather than the main plot. The asides were very funny. Very, very funny. Right. Uh, Also, on Russell Brand news, the first trailer for Arthur came out this week. I didn't see this. You you didn't see this at all? No, no. Does it look as good as the original? It looks different. One of the strangest things about this trailer is that it totally uh, showcases Russell Brand as a feckless... There's no alcohol. What? It doesn't look like he's a boozy Arthur. You know Arthur. The old Dudley Moore movie. Are you talking to me Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was just looking at you for shits and (laughs) giggles. You're the audience. I'm bringing you in. (laughs) I'm using you as a (laughs) fool. I don't
0: know. I mean, I don't see how you can remake Arthur without having the whole alcohol
1: fucking thing. He's just feckless. But the other, the weirdest thing of the whole thing is like you know, even the IMDb says the whole point is that he's a. An heir to a massive fortune who gets chucked out because he falls in love with a waitress, right? right? So they're not pushing the whole uh drunk, they're, A, they're not pushing the whole drunken aspect of it. He's just like a bit of you know, he just doesn't like doing things. Uh, Jennifer Garner is the bird he's supposed to marry, yeah, and she's all horsey and very what on he just yeah. can't get on with that because he's yeah. like a giant nightlight in his room and stuff. He's like, I can do this on my own, <laughs> and then like you know, pulls back and his the lights go off, and there's like planets orbiting his bed. He's like, Don't let this undermine what I just said. <sighs> <laughs> Um, and like it has her crawling after him in s and gear and then she like sticks to this metal plate he's like oh yeah I forgot to tell you my, ma- my bed is made out of magnets <laughs> uh, but the incredibly weird part is there's no sign of Greta Gerwig plays the was it Linda Barola who's the Lisa Manella character yeah 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 nothing at all nothing no indication that any of this shit is happening to him because he's falling in love with someone else it's just like it seems to be more that he wants to find his own way in life and then they, you know, he's not marrying the woman that his mother wants him to marry so therefore she cuts him off It'll be a real shame if they don't go with the whole alcoholic fucking angle because
0: that was what set Arthur yeah. apart from so many fucking stupid romantic comedies is that this guy's an absolute fucking drunk. Yeah. You know, even when he meets... <laughs> girls, 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 girls! Hello, girls! <laughs> it's the best first line of a movie
1: I <laughs> <laughs> like it. Does I mean, there's a nice scene as well. Like, Hobson is played by the... the, the there's a light right there. Uh, Hobson is uh, the butler, is played by Helen Mirren. There's a whole scene where he's supposed to be taking care of her. He's like, No, I'll take care of you now. And she's like, well, What would you like? I have some tea. He's like, What do would do with these little bags? <laughs> and then he goes into the back room. And he's like, Watch out, the water will be hot. <laughs> and You know, he just he does not know how to do anything for himself. Right. So they're going that angle rather than the drunk angle, I guess. I would I would let Helen Mirren
0: run a bath for me any day of the week. <laughs> any <laughs> day of the week. Too easy. You know, she would she would have to like fucking act out scenes from Caligula. <laughs> While she was doing it, the other
1: thing that uh, Louis Guzman's she was in it. Fingering herself.
0: What? Louis Guzman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Louis Louise Guzman. Guzman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in it as well. Here's some nice bits because we've seen this. we some um, yeah. on-set pictures of the Batmobile, the Batmobile from the yeah, yeah, Batman yeah, Robin yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And it just shows that pulling up to his little house that he has in the suburbs, and Louis Guzman's coming out dressed as uh, Robin? Robin, and he's like. Why are you shaving? It's like, well, Robin. Robin doesn't have a beard. It's like I can see a little belly. <laughs> that looks. I mean, it looks very much like the Fools and Horses episode of Batman. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Batman episode. Yeah, of yeah Fools the Horses. Batman and Robin episode. That was fucking funny. But uh, <laughs> I don't I, know. I, I mean, I'm, as I said, it was touch and go. That remaking it was a bad idea. But this does look like it's changed a bit to make it interesting enough. You think? Yeah. You think? I still think it's. I'll bad, cut you. Russell Brand Fuck a lot back. of stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll cut him a lot. Fuck
0: of this movie. I have no interest in seeing it. It's gonna
1: suck. John Gill. Good to run you a bath. He's dead. Well, if you could. <laughs> if you could have him run a bath for you. Ungrateful little
0: bastard. <laughs> you feel unloved, Arthur. Welcome to the world. Everyone is unloved. <laughs> Hobson, do you know what I'm going to do? No, what are you going to do? I'm going to have a bath. <laughs> I'll alert the media. <laughs>
1: The original is a classic. We should get a copy of that and see that before we see the No, movie. we should.
0: No, I mean, like, for those of you who have not seen the original Arthur, you should see it. It is a fucking funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dudley Moore, I mean, in right his prime. In so, his fucking prime. Not so much in Arthur 2 on the rocks. No, no, that movie was absolute
1: <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can we say
0: cash-in?
1: Uh, yeah. This time with more lies than he knew. No. No. Uh, other news that we got this week. Um, did you hear the thing about Detroit and RoboCup? Yeah, yeah, the RoboCup statue. Also, I didn't realize when I, when I, when I put this, when I put my this, I didn't realize that the, 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 the mayor, Detroit, of, the, the mayor of Detroit, the mayor of Detroit, his name is Dave Bing.
0: <laughs> is he
1: Chandler Bing's dad?
0: <laughs> or he, brother? I guarantee you he talks a lot with his arms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his weight's been fluctuating a lot recently. People are worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he's addicted to painkillers. So apparently, I think he was—he uh, put up on Twitter to say, you know, what suggestions do you have to make Detroit a better place? And this someone, is
0: how fucked up things are in Detroit right yeah. now. They need to erect a statue of Robocop for people to feel better about this. Yeah, someone tweeted saying, you know, would, you, would it be possible
1: to get a Robocop statue? And he was like, well... Detroit is so fucked up, Eminem has become a <laughs> spokesperson for the fucking city. That was something I heard about the um, Super Bowl trailer. Apparently, the, the beautiful trailer, with a beautiful ad with Eminem for the uh, for Detroit and apparently it was very well made and looked it's great like, and everything unfortunately the ad that was scheduled right before it was for Nesty and had a Muppet Eminem running around the place <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of took away the whole gravitas of the ad you know, Eminem comes on and is like visit Detroit there were a few mur- murders last year <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, uh, Dave Bing said it's a good idea, but I don't think it's, it's quite right for using money I know. for this. And the people of De- and the people of Detroit have I've said, spoken. Have said, "Fuck you, Dave Bing.
0: We're going to raise money to erect a statue of Robocop ourselves."
1: So 4,000 people have joined the Facebook page, "Build a statue <laughs> of Robocop in Detroit." They've launched a website called DetroitNeedsRoboCup.com, and have you heard about this thing called Kickstarter? No. no. Kickstarter is like, if you got an idea and you want to make some money, instead of like going to Dragon's Den or meeting venture capitalists, you just put your idea on Kickstarter and the idea is that you set a minimum amount and so people can just donate. Yeah. And you can say, like if you donate like this amount, maybe you'll get a free t-shirt, if you donate this amount, you'll get something else, if you get this amount, you'll get a finished product when I eventually get to it. And if they don't make their minimum bet, no one has to donate anything. All I know They're is, going to pay for this via Kickstarter. So um, when the, this
0: statue gets erected, I'm flying to, to Detroit. Also, the, the, the plan I'm is yeah. a big picture of me next to Robocop. Yeah. Fanboy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, the, but the hope, the hope is to erect the statue at the Imagination Station, an outdoor media center and a rotating public art space, Roosevelt Park, facing Michigan Central Station. Yeah. So, people can have something to look at before they get shot. <laughs> serious,
0: they're
1: actually doing this. Well, yeah. I, right, apparently, I'm cheating. Cam- no, 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 there's, there's actually a campaign to do this shit. As of, as of yesterday, two and a half grand, the needed 50 grand has been pledged. <laughs> they and, and, and shit regularly makes its budget on. Um, people are making movies off Kickstarter. Uh, Neil Gaiman, um, someone's doing an animated version of the Graveyard book or something like that, or a short story he did. And they put up and they asked him, Would you mind if I did this? And he said, You have my blessing. I'm not going to charge you anything. And he's made the money now, and he can actually go off and make the movie. <laughs> Fuck.
0: I can't believe there's going to be a statue of fucking Robocop. Just with the true. guns with his
1: hand out. And when you walk past, it goes, dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> For 50 grand, you would expect one that, like, spins the gun into the air. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, like, it's going to be just like, Disney on that shit. Fucking bust. <laughs> Or else, the water, or else it's just him in the chair dreaming. Visiting his wife. Actually, as, as you walk by, it should just go. <laughs> Pure fucking. Genius.
0: They should have like a motion sensor. Every time people walk past, the theme song comes on.
1: it brilliant. That'd be absolutely fucking brilliant. You
0: no, know, like every time they walk past, there should be quotes from Kirkwood Smith. <laughs> a car I
1: work for Dick Jones! Dick Jones! He's the number two guy at OCP OCP runs the cops Maybe that's once they build this one Someone can stand up and over have Dick Jones standing over his shoulder with his arms crossed You just fucked with the wrong guy <laughs> Ronnie Cox, Mr. America Bob
0: Morton made a mistake I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake Now it's time to erase that mistake <laughs>
1: awesome good try we love you peace out (laughs) (coughs) oh god that's just fucking hilarious uh was it david or russell who did the fighter yeah yeah um so david or russell uh isn't he supposed to like drake's fortune or some shit yeah we'll get into that but also i didn't realize until recently i heard that um darren aronofsky was supposed to direct He produced it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that poster we had last week.
0: It was originally going to be Mark Wahlberg and and Brad Pitt. Yeah. And then after that, it was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon. Yeah. Before um, Christian
1: Bale stepped in. Keep it down. We're trying to podcast. (laughs) But um, the. uh, What was the thing about that as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes more sense of the poster we saw. I I mentioned this. We didn't actually put a link up. I'll do it this week. uh, To the posters edited to be more. Like truthful, like for 127 hours, it was like 86 minutes before he cuts his hand off. Yeah. And for the the fighter was like it's the wrestler, but with boxing. Yeah. That makes that even more true to life. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, David Russell is supposed to be. Drake's Fortune is a video game, which is basically uh, Indiana Jones, From right. modern day Indiana Jones, and he's mastered the art of the half tuck. He's got a shirt throughout the game. He's got his shirt half tucked in. Yeah, it's like one side's tucked in, the other side's yeah. like left out. Yeah. And yeah, a lot, I mean. It, you know, in, in in video game industry, you know it's hard to come up with a character who has more character than the guy who wears like a BMX helmet, like the Master Chief <laughs> from Halo. You know what I mean? Like the, there isn't an awful lot. Lara Croft was the big character for a while, but there hasn't been. He's basically the male Lara Croft.
2: Right.
1: Unfo- and David Russell is is pegged to direct this. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like no anyone's told him what the games are actually about. Yeah, yeah. He was he, <laughs> he was. Uh, he was um, oh no! I just copied the same story twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: apparently no
0: he was talking some shit about the about the fucking game and it was clear that he has no
1: idea what the fucking game's about yeah he was talking about how he's very interested in the familial aspects of it and it's like a crime family it's very much like The Sopranos yeah. the game's about Nathan Drake you don't see any of his family <laughs> and it's basically like the movie should be um, what's called National Treasure yeah it is basically National Treasure as far as I'm aware but he seems to have had all this crap on that has nothing to do with it at all He's getting some good drugs. Yeah, very good drugs. Um, we mentioned uh, Iron Man 3 earlier, and apparently the rumors are
0: that Shane Black might yeah, be directing. Shane this. Black will possibly be writing and directing the uh, third Iron Man movie. This is probably the best thing to ever happen, or the worst thing. Yes. This is one of those things that like there's only there's only two ways this can work out. It'll either be a classic or
1: it'll be fucking Hudson Hawk. He'll turn into like a hard ore with loads of cursing. Jarvis curses a fucking um, Tony Stark the whole movie. Uh, for those of you who do
0: not know who Shane Black is, Shane Black is the guy who wrote... Um, in Order, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. He was in uh, Predator. Predator, yeah. He was the foul mouth guy with the glasses. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Excellent film. Which was a great film. Uh, so, but he's uh, in the wilderness for quite a while, wasn't he? he did a lot of script work that never yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if he does do this, it'll be a happy reunion between him and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, personally, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a real wild card. And, it's uh, up there with Marvel picking like. Yeah, I mean, John I mean on the yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like the one thing the Marvel well, is yeah I mean the one thing that Marvel has done with all of their
1: directors is that they have
0: really chosen people that you would not expect yeah. to do this shit
1: and people who have shown promise in the past but also I mean they're choosing people who like the material yeah and so
0: far all of the gambles have paid off
1: yeah so far so far so uh,
0: yeah I mean I mean personally I think this is fucking genius I mean Shane Black doing an Iron Man movie that's fucking awesome <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder if this is Tony Stark going to tell any pussy jokes. Yeah, that's what I'm, thinking, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did, they, how did they smuggle that into PG 13? Like, like, geez, you got a big pussy. Geez, you got a big pussy. <laughs> Why'd you say that twice? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> uh, finally, then, on news, we have the Die Hard 5 has got its director. Or rather, Bruce Willis has chosen some poor schmuck to direct this crap. Someone he can bully. <laughs> Neom Murrow is the guy's name. What's his name? Naomi Murrow. What's he done? He has done hate ship, friendship, courtship, in Uh To in 2009, HBO Imagine, which is a TV short. He also directed Smart People. Smart people. Smart people. Oh, Smart People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Qua yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that
0: movie. Hmm? Well, I saw half of it
1: on an air on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> No. Yeah, where I'm at. <laughs> so yeah, Die Hard Five, awesome. Well, I mean, Die Hard Four wasn't even supposed to be Die Hard Four, right? It Was supposed to be something else. Yeah, you it so they it live free or Die Hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't mind Die Hard Four. I yeah. mean, actually, I mean, I mean, because I mean, I still haven't
1: brought myself to watch it.
0: No, because Die, hard, you haven't yeah. seen Die Hard Four yet. It's actually quite fun. Yeah. It's actually quite fun. I mean, the biggest problem with Die Hard Four is that it's not rated R. Is that it's PG
1: thirteen. What do you think, Paul? What do you think of Die Hard? 4, <laughs> is that a bad place?
0: No, I mean I think one of the things that Die Hard Four had going for it was uh, exactly the same thing that Die Hard Three had going for it. Is that it came? Uh, is, that a, is that that
1: <laughs> it And there's this
0: contribution for this show. Is that it came out during a time when you were loaded with a whole bunch of CGI movies. Yeah. And the good thing about the Die Hard movies is that they remind you about the, the old school action films. Yeah. Flat out action. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like where he
1: drives a, a cop car into a, a helicopter. helicopter. <laughs>
0: but but the thing that amazed me most about Die Hard 4 was that um, Justin Long was in it Justin Long and and he wasn't annoying I was expecting Justin Long to be annoying and then when I heard they were introducing John McClane's daughter into the scenario I'm like oh that's a recipe for disaster until I've realised it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead Mm. otherwise known as Ramona Flowers and it's like fuck yeah you're hot Mm.
1: (laughs) if you can die to major terrorist attack you can die to ball.
0: Ramona (laughs) on my mind
1: the great one's finished. So, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> N, N- A O M space M U O R O.
0: I just remember like uh, reading um, Kevin Smith's uh, diary, like, he he, he he had his diary published because uh-huh. you know, being the publicity whore that he is. Yeah, and uh, he was talking about his first experience meeting Bruce Willis. Because, uh, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Smith had a cameo in Die Hard 4. And apparently, when Bruce Willis walked into the trailer, it's like, yeah, don't worry, madam man, we're going to work on it, we're going to work on it, we're going to perfect the scene, and it's going to be live free or die hard. <laughs> it's like, wait, you actually fitted the title of your movie into a conversation? Every conversation.
1: <laughs> What's for lunch? Live free or die hard fries. <laughs> or you can have the live free or die hard pasta carbonara.
0: I would order that. <laughs> I would order the die hard burger. <laughs> Uh, personally, I'm not so sure I want to see a, a fifth Die Hard movie. Yeah, I mean, is Bruce gonna have a Zimmer frame? Like? You know, it's like he's gonna be in a fucking, he's gonna have a claustromy bag or something. I mean, yeah. it's like, he's getting, he's getting a little- Get over
1: the, this shit! He's getting a Literally! Long, he's getting
2: a long <laughs> in the
0: tooth, you know? It's like, come on, man. Oh, well, we're gonna get in this danger area as well, which is where- Is, he gonna, to bring pa- in... is he gonna pass the baton on to Justin Long? Yeah, just what I'm saying. Is Justin Long crap, gonna turn up like... wearing
1: a fucking white vest? <laughs> Oh, come, out to the, come out to the coast have a party yeah, yeah, good yeah, time. Yeah. Right. do you remember me? Uh, she's the fencer I was in
0: Jeepers Creepers <laughs> I like Jeepers Creepers <laughs> I, like, I like the first Jeepers Creepers I love Jeepers Creepers the Creeper was cool <laughs> until you saw him yeah. <laughs> and then you realise that he's just a big fucking fly yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers Creepers Jeepers Creepers Where'd you, get those Where'd you put those peepers?
1: He dies in the end by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Is there some new movie called... There's some, it's based on a book called Dave dies in the end or something like that? Have you heard about this? No, but I can guess the ending. Yeah, <laughs> they hit an iceberg. Does he die in the end? Yeah, apparently. <laughs>
2: it's
1: like Dave or Steve. I think I'm not sure. Maybe Jim Carrey's attached or something like that. But it's like Steve or Dave dies in the end. Really? Get him, Steve, Dave. Or Steve, Dave. Steve, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's a view. Of Get him, movie. Steve, Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god. Uh, there's something I have to bring up because it's an absolute fucking travesty. A few years ago, we reported that um, uh, Highlander was going to be remade. Mm.
1: Oh god. You know about this, right? Yeah, my yeah. computer crashed yesterday, so I lost half my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
0: fun. fucking Highlander. Yes, uh, who's rising? Which is uh, a film. I mean, oh, writing a uh, director. Uh, just writing. Yeah. Uh, the original Highlander is a film that is near and dear to my heart. I fucking it's near perfect. I fucking love that movie, even though the Scotsman can barely speak English. Yeah, you know, but you can forgive him for that because he's French.
1: And he's supposed to be Portuguese. No, it's Portuguese. no he's French. Oh, that's Scotsman. I thought uh, the other Scotsman. No, no, no. no, no like, the
0: only scot This is a movie called Highlander. The only Scottish person in the, mo- in the movie is Sean Connery, and he's playing an Egyptian. <laughs> 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 Who sounds Scottish.
1: <laughs> Better to burn out. I got one thing to say. Better to burn out and fade away. Clancy Brent. Yeah. Yeah. That movie. <laughs> he's absolutely genius in that fucking movie. Uh,
0: but uh, a, a few years ago it was announced that they were going to reboot it, and they had hired Justin Lin to direct it. Justin Lin is the uh, director of uh, such esteemed projects as uh, Fast and the Furious 3,
1: uh, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be weird because what, Faster 5 is coming out but Faster 4 and 5 all take place before Tokyo Drift I know I mean the fact that The Fast and the Furious Is a franchise And the fact that It has is, a convol- is, is It's becoming it, it, It's continuity Is more convoluted Than the Marvel Universe I know It's it's becoming More and more
0: evident That Satan, Vin Diesel, Satan That Adolf Hitler Is alive and well And working in Los God. Angeles
1: <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel's in He's in all of them. Yeah except the, second it's a cameo, except the second one It's a cameo In uh, Well, in the latest Tokyo Drift Is it? Yeah it's a cameo At the
0: end mm. of Tokyo Drift and then i mean this is how imaginative they this are fast i Fast I, mean, I mean it's, it's um, called fast yeah, yeah five. you gotta love the titles for these movies the first one was called the fast and the furious the second one was called too fast too furious yeah. the third one was called fast and the furious tokyo drift because they couldn't get a pun with three in it yeah the, the fourth one was called fast and the furious without the the
1: yeah just fast and furious <laughs> and the fifth one is called fast five <laughs> i think we talked about this before the next one's going to be called just This summer, Vin Diesel.
0: <laughs> Vin Diesel needs
1: money <laughs>
0: <laughs> to pay for his hair. <laughs> uh, pay for his riddick. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so they hired Justin Lin to direct the reboot of Highlander, and they have hired a screenwriter, and the screenwriter they have chosen is uh, a woman named Melissa Melissa Rosenberg. <laughs> Who is, also who is also the screenwriter for the Twilight movies? So what the fuck are they doing mm. with this beloved fucking franchise?
1: Is, what's his name? Is it William Goldman? Is the writer right? Yeah, no, no, William Goldman. William Goldman didn't write Highlander. No, no, but he's a writer. He's a writer. Yeah. Yes, he is he a he wrote a book about <laughs> Hollywood that says. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> that was his quote, right? Yeah. You that? yeah, it was like yeah. Nobody knows anything. It's like literally in Hollywood, nobody knows anything. Everyone is just covering their ass, and this is just literally like, we gotta make Highlander, otherwise the right to left. Just get hers. Toilet. It's hot.
0: Just do it. Well, there have been some reports that saying that uh, the that the uh, Highlander reboot is gonna focus more on the romance element. And uh, the hiring of Melissa Rosenberg only backs that up. And again, all I gotta say is, what the fuck? If Robert, Highlander's pa- if Robert not a Pattinson fucking- is fucking Connor McCloud. It's over. Oh Jesus! Oh, that, oh, that'll just be terrible. Is he gonna fucking sparkle? I mean, he gets his head cut off. Is he gonna fucking sparkle? I mean, I, no, 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 I
1: can't do. I can't do this shit, man. And it's like,
0: uh, what are you doing?
1: What are you doing? Who's the guy from Journeyman and uh, Dog Soldiers? Kevin McDonald, isn't Kevin McDonald. Yeah, there's a director called Kevin McDonald as well, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin McDonald is the director of uh, *State of Play* yeah. and uh, *Last King of Scotland*. Uh, it, and uh, Ke- and there's another Kevin McDonald, also an actor, who was um, in *Train Spotting*. Yeah, and yeah, 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 he would work as. Uh, kind of guy. I don't want to see a fucking reboot of
1: Highlander. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's gonna suck. It's gonna be an MTV music video. I don't want to see it.
1: Even now, they have that effect. You know when the Ghostbusters had it as well? You know that lightning effect that they literally had to draw it on the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That looks badass. They had it in the, fir- in the first Terminator movie as well, and they had it in like Highlander when they're like, all oh, the lightning's going on. It's like, ah. Why does the sun come up? Or the stars just pinholes in the curtain of night?
0: Who knows? What I do know is, is that because you were born different, Actually you can still see the wires if you watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's why you're
1: gonna narrate the movie there. Actually you can still see the wires. Uh
0: Do you see the beast? That can be only one. Uh, Have you got it in your sight? (laughs) I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. Can't
1: you tell by my action?
0: certain things in here don't react too well to bulge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kohar <laughs> Kohai oh shit I haven't heard that in a while <laughs> there was a genius episode of uh, 30 Rock uh, I saw and he's like ah. Oh, it's
0: like Senpai Apple Pie whatever your fucking name
1: is would uh, <laughs> it had uh, uh, Alec Baldwin talking about uh, Rip Torren's character and he's like yeah he used to call me Kohai I used to call him Senpai that was back from our flight to uh, when we went to Japan Rising Sun was playing on the plane <laughs> I love. I
0: love the book the movie shit <laughs> If any better. of you if any of you are at all interested in Japanese business culture the book Rising <laughs> Yeah the book Rising Sun is actually a fucking good read the movie <laughs>
1: referring to like Movie for your business
0: culture.
1: You're fucked. <laughs> six is not going to help. You know, there is no
0: management tutorial that's going to help you get over. Like you know, just, if if someone you know, pisses you off, just just fucking drop them four stories down into a vat of fucking cement. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Wesley Snipes business school. Kick the fucking door in. Always <laughs> bet on black.
0: Wesley Snipes, Passenger Fifty Seven. No, but for those of you who are interested in uh, American-Japanese relations, you should check out the book, Rising Sun. Don't check out the movie because the movie is absolute shit. And also the movie is fairly racist because Wesley Snipes' character in the book is white. What? Last time I checked, Wesley Snipes ain't white.
1: Also he's in jail.
0: Yes, he is in jail for tax fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Nino Brown is in jail.
1: Yeah, it's a travesty. Highline a travesty. 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 Absolute travesty. Emails. Yes. Emails, right. Let's go on to emails. We have two emails this week. Uh, if you want to join us uh, in the that is the McYappin Fries podcast please email us at podcast at McYappinFries.com that's podcast at McYappinFries.com later in the week you should also be able to send us questions via the site on the little form that's under contact us and also if you would like to I think you can leave comments on Facebook as well in the next few days as well if you would like to comment on this podcast and we'll try and read them in that next podcast our first email comes from g and it says hi Ian shit's threatening me <laughs> I saw the trip bear in mind we don't Screen these. <laughs> I saw the trailer for Rubber. I'd like that two minute twenty two seconds of my life back. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Jeevan,
2: two words.
1: <laughs> Fuck you.
0: This is going to be the Citizen Kane of this year. It's a movie about a tire that makes people's head explode. What
1: fucking more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, it's a rubber tire. Like it's literally. It's like Firestarter, but instead of um, Gertie from ET, it's a rubber tire. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but like the, it, the, the, just the, it just rolls past. It just rolls along, People's head explodes. It has the cops like showing this is what our suspect looks like, and there's like a tire beside him. One of the guys goes, "Is he black?" <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the most awesome. It, it's what cinema was made for. <sighs> well, Jeevan, it's it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life
0: so G-Van g sorry I'm sorry you don't I'm get sorry it sorry you, know. you ain't gonna get those two minutes back yeah.
1: go fuck yourself mm. <laughs> I'll take a good two minutes write us again yes <laughs>
0: if
1: anyone else wants to get abused that's podcast at email two is from Max oh uh, hello Max it's been a while hi boys I'm back from there I'll, Max last time emailed us from somewhere ending in Australia yeah, yeah. Um, and the hamster was, they got a new tortoise, wasn't it? Well, I think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back from there, although it is located three quarters of a mile from the surface of the sun, I enjoyed myself. My cuddle, the koala, would scratch me and try Vegemite for the first time, which is like mayonnaise, but the opposite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck, off Max <laughs>
1: Max continues, by the way, it will take you at least 22 minutes to wash Vegemite off your body. Which brings you to my question, which Aussie actors do you two like? Oh, there's a question in here, I thought I was just insane rambling, ramblings. From Max, P.S. Oh, the P.S. is a bit long, do you want to answer the question first? Because it goes down for like, longer than the question. No, let, let's... Okay, P.S., my aboriginal friend Amaru told me this joke, you can share it if you so wish. Again, I haven't read this ahead, so I apologize in advance. Two Aussies are adrift in a lifeboat. While rummaging through the boat's provisions, one of them finds an old lamp. He rubs the lamp and a genie suddenly appears. The genie tells them that he only grants one wish. Without giving too much thought to the matter, the lamp, ru- the lamp finder blurts out, Turn the entire ocean into VB. The genie, <laughs> genie claps his hands and immediately the entire sea turns to beer. The genie disappears and only the gentle lapping of beer in the hull breaks the stillness as two men consider their circumstances. The second does, he turns to the first and says, No, it's gone, mate. Now we're going to have to pee in the boat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Max, I nice hear you. That's a good joke. That's a pretty funny yeah, joke. Thank you, Max. You're in. You're good.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that works on so many levels. <laughs> the
2: pee in the boat. I'm gonna pee in the boat. <laughs> What
1: is wrong with you two? Aussie actors that we like. Guy Pearce. Ever uh, since he was Mike in Neighbors. Ever since brought up every time he's in a movie, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless
0: of the fact that uh, he likes hitting people with telephones, ever since I saw Romper Stomper, I'm a huge fan of Russell
1: Crowe. Although Russell Crowe's Kiwi. No, 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 no. No, no. When he does something good, he's Kiwi. No, no. When he does something bad, he's Australian. No, uh, we
0: can't claim him.
1: No. <laughs> because, yeah.
0: no, no. Uh, well, I mean, actually, there's a bit of a an Australian sort of wave coming. Like Chris Hemsworth is is Australian, mm. and
1: um, Maybe we'll get to the review later. Um, God, he's not even um, what's his name? Shine. God, Jeffrey uh, Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush. He's Australian, right? He's
0: Australian. Yeah. Um, Kylie Minogue. Col- Col- loved her in the Doctor Who Christmas Special. <laughs> I loved her in Street Fighter. <laughs> one fucking one boob, Kylie. <laughs> uh, and we also, and actually, uh, and then there's um, uh, fucking Anna Torv from Fringe. She's Australian. She's Australian. Really? Yeah, she's wow. Australian.
1: She got. Uh, I saw a lot of the publicity for Fringe recently. They, they were saying how like. She was coming into the show when he started. She was coming into it, and like, also, she's like supposed to be like stoic and not knowing what's going on. But like her, her acting's improved as well as the fact that she's getting more range. Like she has apparently she wasn't just a shit actress because she was pretty cold those. Yeah, yeah, she season. was pretty cool. But now she's playing like two versions of the same character. you yeah. can see that she is actually very, very good. Sam Neill. Sam Neill, absolutely. In the Mouth of Madness. Mm. (laughs) That's
0: one of the best fucking movies John Carpenter ever did, In the Mouth of Madness. If you haven't seen it, stop the commentary right now and watch it right now. Uh, My favorite Australian actor is actually Kate Blanchett. Yeah? I love Kate Blanchett. Everything she fucking does, I just fucking love her. She's awesome. She's hot. She's fucking hot. She is is damn hot. (laughs) And you can tell that she's going to be the Australian Meryl Streep. Mm. You know, it's like she's just—oh fuck! She can just do anything, and then like we saw the first pictures of Meryl Streep as uh, Margaret Thatcher. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you see
1: that?
0: It's freaky. It's freaky. It's she's bizarre. It looks like they just cloned her. I'd never Rose. wanted to fuck Margaret Thatcher before, but I want to fuck her now. <laughs> you did want to fuck her before. You're the chicks.
1: Yeah, I, I love Meryl Streep. I'll fuck her any day of the week, twice on Sundays. Jesus, <laughs> Wikipedia actually has an entire category for Australian yeah, actors, yeah, yeah, no, and guys. they have sub—they <laughs> have subcategories. Australian actors by medium. Ast- Australian actors from New South Wales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> oh,
1: God, it's going take a while. Uh, Australian
0: actors imported no, from New Zealand. <laughs> and there's also Carl Urban, but he's also Kiwi. Is he? Yeah, Carl Urban is Kiwi. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. Now, Kate Blanchett, fucking Russell Crowe, Eric uh, Bannon. Eric Banner, Eric Bannon, yeah, yeah. chopper. Yeah. Yeah, fucking awesome.
1: None of them are on this list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love how you know Australians can't get famous unless they play something other than Australians. Yeah. <laughs> and also the uh, Mousie from uh, Matrix. He's oh, yeah, yeah, he's the kid from Home yeah, and, Away. and Away. He's the kid from Home and Away. Well, you know, the
1: ultimate Australian actor is, of course, the guy who plays Al Stewart. And let's just put it right right here, right now. Brian Brown. Brian Brown. Brian
0: Brown. Respect. Respect. Legend. We drink Respect. to you,
1: sir. FX. Hotel. Ah, uh, FX two. Murder by. Blame it on the bellboy. <laughs> Along came Polly. Who's the? There's a couple of. Who's the, the Weasley guy who trying to get after the girl in uh, the dish? Is he Australian as well? Who? The Weasley looking guy. He tries. He's, he's also the guy who.
0: Oh, nice to narrow it down. The he's the guy. The Weasley looking guy. From the dish. From the dish. Oh, that fucker.
1: Is he Australian? Yeah. It's an Australian.
0: movie. He's Australian. I know that. But That
1: doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean fucking anything. Oh yeah. So uh by the by Michael Collins, and that makes that makes Julia Roberts Irish then, right? Yeah. And also, also Oh Michael, I don't know
0: what's going on at <laughs> all now with the politics in this country. <laughs> and also another Australian actor that deserves a shout out, John Barrett. Hugo Weaving? Correct. Hugo Weaving. John Barrett. Who's John Barrett? John Barrett. He's uh, he's the killer from Wolf Creek. Thanks for ruining that movie for me. I haven't seen it yet. Um, who else is? It's else not is a he? spoiler. Who else is There's he? There's only one yeah. fucking bad guy. Who else? Though? Who else? What else? Uh, he was also in uh, Primal. Mm. No, 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 not not. What was that? What what's that crocodile movie that we saw? Rogue. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello, we ducks. We ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Worthington. <laughs> Sam Worthington. <laughs> Did you hear the thing about? Um, Sam Worthington in uh, Call of Duty is a huge Xbox. Sam game. Worthington in, in Call of Duty, playing Sam Worthington. <laughs> yeah, pretty much in the in in the in the show in the game, he's supposed to be. He does the voiceover and he's supposed to be Alaskan. I do Yes, <laughs> he hasn't got much. Yeah. <laughs> no, like Hugo Weaving, another fucking amazing. Huh? Hugo Weaving is absolutely amazing. I mean, he's Correct. been in so many good things, and he's always been very watchable. Lord of the Rings. I mean. He must look back in his life and go, fuck, I'm the Red fucking Skull. I was was in the Lord of the Rings. I was Agent fucking Smith. Mr. Anderson.
0: As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now.
1: The ring cannot be destroyed, Gimli, son of Gloin, by any metal we here possess. Did you see the YouTube (laughs) clip where someone edited it together? No. Where someone, the whole scene where they're all sitting around at the, the council and they have the ring, it's like, you know, the ring cannot be destroyed. And then Gimli gets up with the axe and just cracks it and then it just shows the ring breaking and they're all like, huh, huh. It just, they just <laughs> edited it together, it's like, the end. <laughs> it's
0: brilliant. Oh, I think I the link and I'll put it on the, on the website. We can bypass the whole fucking Hobbit fucking threesome that yeah, we right. have at the end of the fucking third movie when they're all jumping on the bed you just keep waiting for them to suck each other off stop <laughs> quoting shit, me
2: yeah. I, would,
0: I would pay money to see Sean Astin suck off Elijah Wood <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and then Samwise Gamgee gives him that really gay fucking look <laughs> <laughs> fucking faggot
1: Mary Pippin Mary Pippin you may go now. you must leave now you must leave now for it is I must suck on Frodo's nuts it is business time <laughs>
0: Mr. Frodo! It's so big! <laughs> this is sting. You've seen- Oh it. no! You've seen it before! It lights up! <laughs> <laughs> when orcs are close. Can you imagine if his dick lit up in blue, like whenever orcs were close, his cock lights up in blue? That's the uh, porn version. No, no,
1: honestly. That's the Uh-oh. porn
0: version of Lord of the Rings. Instead of his sword, his what dick lights up. <laughs> his dick it. lights up anytime chicks are near. <laughs> A chick walks into the room, Frodo's cock turns blue. <laughs> <laughs> Have we
2: got
1: all the Australian actors there now? Namie Watts is Australian, is she? Yeah, what? Namie Watts Yeah, she's Australian. I don't like her. I liked her in Milhon Drive, but that's because she was a lesbian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lesbians, uh, Amber Heard is going to be playing Red Sonja. Really? Yeah, she's Is she an, a lesbian? Yeah, she's a lesbian. Oh, I, they I they... was very upset when I found out. <laughs> because somehow in the back of my mind I thought there was a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Most people go lesbian after they fuck David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Max, I hope that answers your question. Those are our favorite Australian actors.
1: <laughs> Those are just some of our favorite things. <laughs>
0: If you can think of any other Australian actors that we've missed out, please email us at podcast at
1: mcgapandfries.com. Let's so reviews. Reviews. Yeah. Uh, coming out in Malaysia next week, I believe. Uh, we got to see a special screening of it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the King's Speech. The King's Speech. This is the uh, the
0: one of the Oscar frontrunners. It has uh, recently become a major fucking challenger. Uh, up until recently, it was seemed uh, that uh, David Fincher's fucked up Facebook movie was don't gonna. You win- leave it
1: alone. It's a good uh,
0: fucking movie. I don't give a fuck. It's about Facebook. It's about a cock. It's not really about Facebook. It's about a cock who yeah. came up with Facebook. Yeah played by Jesse Eisenberg, Who's o- also known as the second Michael Cera. Have you seen it? He hates that, by the way. Have you seen it? Jesse Eisenberg hates being compared to Michael Sarah. Have you seen it? So no, I saw you know. the same dude in, I just
1: thought he was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the guy from scott pilgrim <laughs> yeah. That's not what I thought.
0: yeah this sucks
1: <laughs> go pee due to bored Ooh, let's watch that name let's just stop the podcast.
0: it's really funny because michael Sarah actually has a sense of humor about the whole thing yeah. he, he was on conan o'brien and like he was saying like people come up to me and it's like i loved you in zombie land it's like well if you like that you should check out adventureland <laughs> Which is another Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg or, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg movie. But Jesse Eisenberg has gone on record saying, "I hate being compared to Michael Serr. We're not the same. We're two totally different people who just ever- happen to look and sound exactly alike." <laughs>
1: did you ever see the uh, Was it Conan or Jimmy Kimmel where it was uh, Michael Cera being interviewed about when he and he was talking about when he was on Nikita? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. how did you escape the phone cube? cube. <laughs> like a psychic kid in this foam cube up to his neck it, it was like <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was on, off of X. on
0: this shit it was on uh, David Letterman. Letterman, yeah he was also talking like after Scott Pilgrim he went and uh, did like this week long seminar where you can't talk oh yeah it's like a silent seminar it's like you're supposed to like meditate and shit and he was talking about how some guy spoke to him and he didn't know how to react you know he was like because you got to wash up your plates and everything and then in the middle of it some guy said that's your cup and, like, everyone was just like, what do you do? It's like, you know, I, I knew it was my cup, and I was working on a bowl. You know, I was like, I hadn't done cleaning the bowl yet. I mean, I was going to get to the cup. You know? no, 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 no. This guy fucking, like, tells me, like, that's your cup. King speech, though. King's speech. Can I... I'll just... I mean, personally, this movie could be this year's Shakespeare in Love in the sense that this could be the movie to upset that fucked up Facebook movie.
1: Well, I mean... If you look at it well, you got you got that, you got uh, the fighter. You got I reckon Bart.
0: I reckon that David Finch will win Best Director. You think?
1: But King's Speech will win Best Film. You think? I think. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't. It because it, 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 of, we it is. We should give
1: we should give a little uh, story about it though first. Uh, Colin Firth is King George VI, also known as Betty. Also known as King George VI. Yeah. Um, and the the, the the movie opens with him supposedly addressing the Empire's fair. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is like, which is basically the British version of, look, America, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and uh, um, he has a terrible stammer and he's the, the previous his, his dad has done it his brother has done it and now it's his turn to address the end of the fair and he just fucking oh it's hard to watch that
0: yeah it, that, that, is is, I, that is very <coughs> difficult to watch and, and uh, father what's, and what's great about it is that I love the way the director plays with uh, the way the stammer is amplified with the mic you yes. know it's like that, that bit is actually genius because I mean this guy he's had a stammer for most of his life ever since he was a child and he's Essentially unable to do public
1: speaking. What's his dad? What's Dumbledore's name? Uh, My, uh, Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon is it his, is his father, and yeah, you know, you understand. I mean, this, his father has a very good point at one point, which is he's a stammer and he's going to learn how to speak, and we'll get some plot points later on about other things, but Michael Gambon makes a very good point at one point where he says, you know, previously all we had to do was look good and wave. Yeah, yeah.
0: And now you know, we now, have to now, be- Now with media. We have to we, be actors. Yeah, yeah, we have to be actors. Yeah. And uh, that, that's a very, very good point. But it's it's just the way in which, the sensitivity in which his stammer is dealt with mm. is actually quite beautiful. And Colin Firth, you know, Colin Firth plays this role to perfection. I mean, uh, he's gonna win. Yeah. He's gonna win the Best Actor award, yeah. be, and, and
1: he deserves it. Because Oscar's love if you have a physical disability.
0: But what's great about Colin Firth winning this is it's like, you know, like, because we've kind of grown up watching Colin Firth. Yeah. You know, like with
1: uh, Pride and Prejudice yeah, you know, like it, Mark, it, Mark Dar- it was funny when they cast him as the, like, Mr. Darcy role yeah, in. Yeah. in um, Bridget Jones' Diary She's yeah. like, he's like Mr. Darcy. No, it fucking is
0: Mr. Darcy! <laughs> But uh, what, what, what's great about Colin Firth being the frontrunner for the Oscar is that Colin Firth to me has always been like the uncle that you love. Mm. And it's kind of like watching your uncle do really well. I mean, I remember watching this movie and thinking to myself, good on you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Colin... His name is Colin! I know, be- no, I know, I know be- It's but- not Brad or Leonardo, I it's I fucking Colin. It's Colin Firth and, and the great thing about it is... Look that- at the suave motherfucker right there. No, he's he's such a beautiful man. I mean, like, he makes me want to fucking suck some cuffs. And he was insane. <laughs> Trinians. <laughs> he was in saint trinians and he was also <laughs> he was also in saint trinians too. he was in dorian gray jesus he's done some shit i know i know he's done a lot of crap uh but but he's just such mysteries. i loved him in fever pitch <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not joking i really loved him in fever pitch <laughs> i loved him in the car and she's and, and the chick's talking to him about her fucking problems he was and in that... shakespeare in
1: love as well i remember that yeah, yeah he, he was knows. he was um the other guy not Shakespeare, the other guy. The bad guy. Although we got to
0: play Shakespeare and
1: Blackadder back and forth, that was kind of crap. Yeah, that was, yeah, that that was shit. Yeah,
0: that was a special for the uh, opening of the Millennium fucking dome, which is a waste of fucking time.
1: Oh, I saw that. The, the importance of being earnest. I saw that version. That was the one. With, I think Kate Planchett was in that, wasn't she? No, she wasn't. No. No. Who no, was it? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon yeah. and Francis O'Connor. He was algae, but he was good in that as well.
0: Yeah, he was very good. No, I mean Colin Firth is an amazing actor, and it's such a it's such a joy to see him do something like this. <coughs>
1: Um, I mean, he was awesome in, Ma- he was also in Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. And there's a brilliant scene in Mamma Mia where they flash back to Meryl Streep meeting them when they were all young yeah, men, yeah, yeah. and, and it shows them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like mad hippie playing guitar. <laughs> brilliant. I mean, but just looking at his, looking at, I mean, he has done. well, He was up for an Oscar for Single Man last year, right? Yeah, he was. But he hasn't. There's been nothing on his, on his resume to scream. Oscar, Oscar. Yeah, and I mean, but and it's only just recently that he just
0: seems to be finding a new form, mm. you know, like with Single Man and and uh, and now with the King's Speech. It's it's an amazing performance, and the way that he handles the stammer is actually
1: fucking amazing. And Jeffrey Rush as well is is really really good in this film. it, it, it is. I said to you earlier, it's like watching. You've watched Shine. And you watch this and you think it's the same actor and he's done nothing in between. And then yeah. you go halfway through, you go, oh my God, it's the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's brilliant as an actor if you can pull that off. He, he has, the, he has the, 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 the center to yeah. do that. Jeffrey Rush plays uh, Lionel Logue in Australia, now living in
0: um, England, who basically helps. He's a speech therapist. He's yeah. a speech therapist. Yeah. And there's a nice twist about his character later into the film, but we won't give that away. No. But what's great about this film is that this is essentially Rocky. Hmm.
1: I mean, this film is... Oh, I was so thinking the same thing. It's you know, a sports movie. Yeah, it's a sports they movie. They even have the montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the montage is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because one of the things is that, about this is that Logue has this whole thing about his... Um, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, you. I didn't catch that. I just threw up a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, the whole point with Lionel's thing is that... Uh, Lionel Logue's thing is that... He needs. To, he knows that the stammer comes from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a physical thing. Everyone else has been treating him as the Duke of York. Yeah. It, which is that, you know, you don't pry, you, tr- you know, it's your majesty and all this kind of crap. And, like, it's like, you're okay. Ca- your my my castle my rules yeah which is very much essentially, anathema the, to what the royals are. Yeah, at.
0: essentially, uh, in order to do this therapy they, they have to be equals. Yeah, and so he call so Lionel Logue calls uh, Colin Firth birdie. Even though he fucking hates it. Yeah, he hates it.
1: Because only family do that. He says, well, that's what I need.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, essentially, this is Rocky. I mean, this, this movie is an honest-to-god, and this is one of the reasons why I think it'll upset the social network, is because this movie is an honest-to-god crowd-pleaser.
1: Yeah. You know, there's been stories, uh, there's been reports across the UK and Ireland, and people, and even the, there's been people phoning into other radio stations, English radio stations saying, like, we're Irish, we hate you, English, but also we clapped at the end of this.
0: Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and it, it is a testament to how good the film is, is that really the film does not end on a high note. I mean, I mean when you—it f- ends on war. Yeah, it ends on war. Yeah. I know. I mean, like when the movie
1: ends, war is just beginning with uh, with Hitler for World War II. But instead of the scene where Rocky's beating up Apollo Creed or what's the Russian's name, Ivan Drago, or Ivan Drago, or it's uh, him in a room with uh, Jeffrey Rush speaking, speaking, yeah, and it and that works as an emotional payoff. I mean, yeah. one of the things, you know, the, the, the Oscar contender this year, one of the things that are across the board is, they do have that emotional thing to them. I think I yeah. told you last week, when we did uh, 127 Hours last week, yeah. the scene when he gets out and he finally sees someone, yeah. and the music and everything swells, and you're like, Jesus, and I welled up watching that. Yeah. And uh, watching this as well,
0: Yeah, this is a seeing very...
1: them work together, seeing how the, the, it, it is the, it's a story of friendship of two men and seeing that friendship develop.
0: Yeah, the way the friendship develops is beautifully done. And uh, the payoff, the emotional payoff at the end is well worth it. Yeah. And uh, Guy Pierce is also in it, mm. as um, Colin Firff's older brother, who basically skimps out on his duties because he falls in
1: love with a fucking American who's uh, been twice divorced. And the thing is, I've seen like, shit on this before. I think I remember doing history stuff on, um, you know, Wall Simpson and all that shit. The girl who plays Wall Simpson, I'll look at in a second, but Guy Pierce plays King Edward the s- uh, Eighth. He looks like him. Yeah, yeah. General. The haircut, everything. He yeah. actually looks like I don't know what yeah. uh, Birgie Bertie looked like previously. And the uh, Hell in the Bottom character re- close the fucking door, we born in the barn.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> said it was only gonna go for one hour, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: the Hell in the Bottom character looks like looks a like younger like version of the Queen Mum. Yeah, and and she's really good in this is Very yeah. good, yeah. Very good. Guy Pierce's ex- I mean he flies. Like actually, a man. yeah, I mean this. Guy is Pierce is pimp. pimp.
0: Yeah. Guy Pierce is basically he's like a dandy. Yeah. He's just a faggot. Uh, but this movie has an excellent cast. Derek
1: Jacobi turns up, and uh, he but Best plays Wallace Simpson. and Wallis Simpson, I Simpson is the woman that King Edward abdicated for, and she does have a face like the back of a bus. Yeah, if you see any historical stuff, ugly. she looks like an axe, <laughs> and they actually got an actress who nails that. <laughs> Did you actually get an actress who nails that a little bit? Although they, they played it a little bit more where she's like ordering the king around to get her a bottle of wine and shit.
0: But one actor who is in this movie that I have to give a shout out to because it's been years since I've seen him do anything is Anthony Andrews. Anthony Andrews plays a, um, prime, prime Minister Baldwin. Goose? No. That's Anthony That's Anthony Edwards. Edwards. That's Anthony Edwards. This is Anthony Andrews. Anthony Andrews is known t- for playing the Scarlet Pimpernel and fucking Ivanhoe. Oh, No. Nice. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a you know he's a British national treasure. I mean, this guy you know he he's, was. Also, is he the PM who resigns?
1: He yeah he was the PM because yeah, I couldn't remember who it was because he's like yeah, yeah. I'm going to give the jump to Neville yeah. Chamberlain and we all know how that ends. Yeah yeah yeah. He was also uh, in the Holcroft Covenant with uh, Michael Caine. <laughs> and uh, Timothy Spall turns up as, you know, pantomime as, I can't
0: take Timothy Spall seriously. Like, he, he turns up playing Churchill. I keep waiting for him to tell a joke. Like Yasser. You know,
1: it's, <laughs> no, you're supposed to be from a Peter's own pet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's or just like, can, it's the, fucking ham. You fucking ham. For those who ham, don't know who he is, he's the guy in who's that a... fucking world. ham sandwich. He's the guy who's the rat in fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah,
0: he's, a, but, he's an excellent actor. He's an excellent actor. But uh, for those of you, who are I una- had a bit of a <laughs> a bit. but I turned it, turn it back. I turn it on. on the <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, for those of you who are unaware, with Anthony Andrews, he is an amazing actor. Uh, he, he, he was in my favorite version of the Scarlet Pimpernel, where he co-starred along um, uh, Ian McKellen, a very oh. young Ian McKellen. Wow and uh,
1: it's 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 brilliant I mean because there is I mean it's like if Rocky had it, it's Rocky 3 because there is a political aspect to it and all it's yeah, so like yeah. you know because Bertie just wants to learn how to speak and he's had all these quacks
0: and he doesn't want to be king I mean the, what, what, what's great about this movie is that you're dealing with a king who really does not want to be king he was never supposed to be king he has no desire to be king he
1: has greatness thrust upon him yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, it's just a great feel-good movie yeah. yeah I mean like uh, I mean you 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 know you walk, you walk out of this movie wanting to do something with your
1: life because when, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you hear Oscar and you hear an you know, Oscar runner and you hear it's about a king and all that kind of stuff you think oh, whatever but it is actually gripping it is it's got that sports movie beat to it in that yeah. there, are, there are you know they make the Mighty Ducks get to the final but then they lose that bit and get forward yeah. to the next bit it's a beautiful it's a beautifully paced film yeah. and uh, the director Tom Hooper I want to see more of
0: this guy's stuff I never watched uh, Douglas Adams uh, that HBO series with Paul Giamatti and Laura Linney, yeah. uh, but he directed that, and I'm really keen to see that now because the way that he frames he did that Dam United. He did, did he do the Dam United as yeah. well? Oh, awesome!
1: No, that's not No,
0: but the way that he frames
1: he also did a movie called Longford, which is one of the weirdest counties in Ireland. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> it's my just
0: he also directed EastEnders The Mitchells <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick Truce. oh my god he directed Biker, Biker Grove, Grove. <laughs> holy shit dude.
1: everything leads back to Ant and Dec it's a conspiracy <laughs> I tell you
0: but it's just the way that he frames actors actually The Damien United was the last movie he directed fi- what?
1: The Damien United was the last movie he directed well that wasn't too long ago I know, it was I 2009 I can tell you <laughs>
0: No, but the way that this guy frames actors is truly unique.
1: Uh, there's... And After watching this, I mean, you know, they were talking about how... Uh, a lot of people have been talking about how um, Christopher Nolan has been robbed for director of um, Inception. because He's not for Best Director because that's Inception not. is a movie that's heavily directed. To get all that shit to work and to get people to understand the different levels and all that kind of crap, that takes a lot of skill. And also to film that crap so the the, the cast don't look confused the whole fucking time. Well, also, it's tricky. Yeah. But after watching this now, the key to his direction is knowing how long to let Bertie stammer. Yeah. And how to give it yeah. the time to breathe yeah. and to yeah. to, to no, give the, it space. The, the, way, the way
0: the space. stammer is handled, you never at any point feel that they're trying to manipulate you. No. And uh, and and that's one of the one of the beautiful things about this film is that even though it is manipulative, you never at any point feel manipulated. Hmm. Everything feels like a very natural progression from one from one scene to the other. Hmm. And that's pretty fucking amazing. So yeah, I would highly recommend this film.
1: It's very, very good. Highly recommend it as well. Yeah. I mean we we are doing all the Oscar movies, I mean. One twenty seven hours is is very good. It's 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 actually hard to pick between them.
0: Uh, no, between, I, between I, I mean I, no no, I mean I would choose this definitely. Really? I would choose I, mean, King, it's a good I, I, I would choose King's Speech over One Twenty Seven Hours yeah. any day. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, even for the best actor performance, I mean, like, uh, to, to to play that sort of physical impediment, it, it's. Oscar bait. It's, it's Oscar bait. I mean, Oscar loves it when you, when you, when you fucking go all retard. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you never go the full retard. You never go the full retard. Just ask Sean Penn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so... I got the ball! <laughs> no, I got the ball! some Bailey's.
2: <laughs> I'm old Greg!
1: I did see a t shirt online that just had old Greg and he said, Mother <laughs> it's fucked up out of context yeah. um, we'll finish off reviews this week with a quick review of uh, I saw Summer Wars Summer Wars a 2009 animated flick by the same director uh, Mamoru Hosoda who also directed uh, The Girl Who Left Your Time Yep. I think I did a review of The Girl Who Left Your Time a couple of years no, ago you didn't. Didn't I? no you <laughs> didn't no you didn't I'll put this up there along, it's, uh, it's along the, I still haven't reviewed Paprika either have I no you haven't we never did that I can uh, review it right now it's a mind fuck it's awesome <laughs> This movie is also in many ways a mindfuck in that it is, what was I thinking, it's the Matrix crossed with uh, Home for the Holidays or Down in Real Life. It's basically, uh, I mean, one of the weird things about anime is that like, you know, animation takes fucking forever to make and they make, they spend a lot of that time making films that you could quite easily like film, like with one camera and like five grand. This seems to be about the story of a kid who... uh, a girl in school he likes says, "Who wants a summer job?" And he's like, "He's working on this thing called Oz, which is basically the internet, but like with graphics. It's basically Second Life or World of Warcraft shit." And he's like, uh, "I, I, would, I'll, I'll help you." And she needs her grandmother is hitting ninety, and he is going to help her out with the. He's supposedly going there because they need to help out with like organizing the ninetieth birthday party back in the away province in Japan. When they get there, it turns out that she's told everyone he's her boyfriend. In the background, in the virtual world, which looks amazing, it looks like, it, it literally looks like the internet these days, in that like, it's a big huge space, you can get all your shit together, but everyone's characters are bizarrely, different types of styles of animation, different styles of graphics, completely bug shit insane. Some people are cute little bunny rabbits, some are giant fucking giant robots. One person's a train with wings. And something, It's I don't want to ruin it, but something happens in that world that has a very big impact in, in the modern world, but. That's not the key point, that all that stuff is off stage. The key point is family coming home and what you do with your life with regards to how you deal with your family. It's a very heartfelt movie. I'm I'm talking to the wall here for fuck's (laughs) sake. It's a very, very heartfelt movie. No,
0: I have absolutely no interest in this whatsoever. No, you should
1: watch it, it's kind of cool. I mean, even the visuals alone, it's got subtitles. You like subtitles? It's actually been that long since I watched a subtitled movie that I actually forgot how to watch them. I couldn't split my fucking attention between the two things. But the uh, the major elements are fantastic. It looks amazing. And then it cuts back to like these people just sitting in the house chatting. So it's a very, very odd mix. Um, but it it's definitely worth it. Definitely well worth watching. Um, it has bizarre shit happening and just crazy family stuff. There's, we- <laughs> There's weird little background things going on about a baseball team winning the league and stuff. You just... It's A very oh, get away, <laughs> don't get the is there a tauntaun in the house? Oh, fuck off. Um, so yeah, Paul's never coming on the podcast again. <laughs> but, um, if you're into anime in any way, shape, or form, I, re- I suggest definitely taking a watch. Uh, this if seeing the girl who left through time or paprika, watch those, they're not the standard crazy anime shit they're different they're quality anime shit the cr- quality crazy anime shit I, I definitely recommend watching it and to finish off we will finish as usual with the Malaysian and US box office top tens I said we will finish off with the Malaysian and US box office top tens you want to join in, Paul? I think you passed out in the donate you reckon? <laughs> come here come here can I help you help me with this? Uh, then number 10, Karufat Pranjan Chetan. Summer Wars is pretty good. You fucking enjoy <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your shit in the toilet. Uh, number nine, Kavalan. Number eight, Great Day.
0: Number seven, <laughs> Bon said.
1: Number six, Yogi Bear. I am actually kind of interested in seeing how bad this is. Number five, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. This sounds pretty good. This is the uh, Asian martial arts where they're like superheroes and they want to get like a proper job. But then they can't fucking get a proper job. Fuck it. Number yeah. four, Shaolin. Number three, I Love Hong Kong. Oh, was it Chinese New Year, really? Yeah. Number uh, two,
0: All's Well, Ends Well, 2011. Chinese New Year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> number one, The Green Hornet. And in the US, Box Office Top 10. Coming out number 10, we have Black Swan. Number nine, The Dilemma. That's terrible. Number eight, True Grit. Coming out in March marcher, I think. Number seven, The Mechanic. Number six, The Right. Number five, The Green Hornet. Number four, The King's Speech. Number three, No Strings Attached. Number two, Scrotum, I mean Sanctum. (laughs) Number one, The Roommate. I've heard this is one of the most horrible, exploited movies ever made. (laughs) Number one, baby. That ends the podcast for this week. If you want to email us, if you want to email us in, uh, it's podcast at mcgettempfries.com and thank you for listening to the end. Thank you. Good night.
0: Good night.